I'm Scott Hansen with NFL Red Zone, and you are listening to the Gridiron Gentlemen. Hello, and welcome to a very special additional Gridiron Gentlemen podcast. Very excited about this. We did one on free agency, and we thought everyone would get it all out of the way. It'll be done by Tuesday because the legal tampering period is the legal tampering period, and that's what happens. And then it's all gone crazy since then. So we're going to do an additional one uh, to cover everything that's happened since the free agency podcast that we just did. Um, I'm delighted to welcome Aldo. Aldo, how's it going? Yeah, hello. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. And making his debut on the gents, he was on the the reprobates, which I'm still not sure about as a name. Um, We have Ryan. Ryan, how's it going, mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad. How are you? I'm good, yes. Excited to talk about free agency. Although, you know, semi-excited. And I'm also now going to in- welcome in. He's just disappeared. Did he just disappear? This will be good. Did James just literally just disappear? He, ca- he came up and then... He it- didn't come up for me. No, he's, he's gone, yeah. Well, no, he, he came up saying... Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, we'll figure that out. that one out anyway. Right, so... Should we start with this, the the potentially sour news um, that has kind of blown everything wide open? Uh, talking about Gunnar, you're talking about Gunnar Oslevski signing for the Pittsburgh Steelers? That's exactly what I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about, um, obviously, Deshaun Watson signing for the Cleveland Browns. Um, and all of a sudden, I think there's an element of anything that he's potentially done suddenly feels more real now that he's got a team yeah um and there is i mean nothing really that i like about it um and browns fans are there seems to be a mass exodus of browns fans now like nearly every browns fan i've spoken to is come don't want any part of that um there's, there is always the possibility that he is innocent, but I mean, I, I don't really want to get too much into that. It just feels like, as it feels like he should have been suspended until it's all sorted, anyway. Um, and definitely not earning two hundred thirty-three million, two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed, with only one million in the year that he could possibly be suspended whilst there are 22 sorry nine that went forward i think in the end but 22 allegations of sexual misconduct hanging over his head yeah well the, the 22 civil suits are still live it was only yeah. the nine criminal ones that were brought forward so mm. yeah i guess you know <clears throat> we'll never because it's i guess because it's not going to court the criminal mm. ones we'll never know will we and you know, innocent until proven guilty and all that, but it's it's just yeah, it's I'm I'm uncomfortable just saying we won't believe these women just because he's the court has decided not to charge him. Uh it's yeah, so I mean just just from a from a purely um from a purely ignoring that side of it, ignoring the legal mm. side of it, you know, you were talking about there. Look at look at look at what's happened with players in the past. Yes, they would have been placed on the exempt list or a suspended list until there is something more definitive than we have mm. at the moment, and 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 that's not happened. 
you know, we, we talked in the last pod about the NFL's attitude to certain things with disciplinary. It's it seems to be mm. there's no there's no standard, there's no um, consistency to how they treat things. I spent a week uh, talking to women heavily involved in the NFL last week and hearing mm. hearing their thoughts, hearing their opinions, and hearing about how they'd like to be more involved. And this just it feels it feels like a um, a kick in the teeth. I think. Yeah. Do you reckon, Ryan? No one yeah. like throw you in the, the, the <laughs> throw you into this one, but it's obviously a very uncomfortable topic to, hmm. to talk about. I, I agree with you guys. I don't understand why he's not been suspended until there's a resolution to it, one way or another. Hmm. It's kind of also made me reflect a wee bit on when you've got a lot of players like that, and I quite happily last year and a half have celebrated players like Antonio Brown scoring touchdowns mm. for the Bucks. I'm thinking back now and you, you take it all in, you think, should I really have been as supportive of that as for the success of your team? But then you also understand and innocent until proven guilty. Mm. It's just it's hard, which I think it to suspend them until it's been resolved I think would have been the best option and I don't really understand even last season it's not like he, he could have played last season no. he refused to play for the Texans but he was still part of their 53 man squad so still earning a pretty decent wage as well so yeah I yeah. mean he would he would be if they put him on the exempt list he would be in anyway but um, it's <sighs> yeah for me for me it's 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 that that I I mean, I'm I'm always gonna. It's, it's 22 cases for starters. They are. If you read, I, I think the best write-up is is Jenny Vrentis's one yeah. she did for Sports Illustrated. Um, it's it's her pin tweet. Just just, I can't remember what her Twitter handle is, but go go look it up. It's the first thing you'll see on her account, um, and it is an absolutely chilling account of. Or particularly in, in particular one person's what one person went through but also goes into detail about uh everyone else's what everyone else went through as well um i'm just not prepared to not believe them if that mm. makes any sense that's where mm. i'm at and yeah and I, I i think there is is if he's innocent then i think there is a path Um, there is a path out of this, but it, it's it. I can't see it personally. I'm going to welcome James in now. James, how's it going, buddy? Uh, right. How are you guys? Yeah, good. You're sounding very uh, croaky. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long, long day, but I'm okay. I spent yeah. the whole of yesterday talking. So. Um, oh, really? You should be used yeah, to that but, by but, now, James. I mean, exactly. Yeah, um, oh. I'm a chatty, chatty man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that 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 small sort of laugh that you just let out there is like <laughs> seven or eight years of utter frustration. But yes, I'm mm. good. I'm yeah. good. Um, I could be better. I could have could have not looked at the internet in the last two hours and seen what I've seen. I think. Yeah, we we, we just we figured we'd get that one out of the way. Is is what we discussed. We've just had a discussion. It, it it's very much seems to be that like it's I I'm not prepared to not believe them that that that's where where i'm at with it james i don't know where, where you land on it all but i think um for me the thing that that, that feels a little bit tasteless and i really ought not be surprised 
um, and maybe I'm expecting too much is the sort of tasteless clamour to um, to acquire him. The second um, he was potentially not guilty as mm. opposed to innocent. I, I think, um, and I get the sense that these teams are, are far more focused on getting the quarterback than they are trying to sort of, mm. even on a basic level, manage the sort of media aspect of this. I think they're going to take the old approach that every team takes with a contentious player on their roster that's done something wrong is to just wait until everybody in inverted commas forgets enough mm. for them to be accepted but I don't know that uh, that's going to happen I, I, I don't know if um, the weight of all of this and, and the effect it's going to have on their own fan base um is going to be something that, that, that they're exp- they're really expecting already for, and I think it literally splits sort of like NFL Twitter in half. This issue, even now, I mean, I can only imagine what it does among fan bases. I can only imagine what it's like actually in that Browns building as well. Hmm. I would expect there are people that work in that facility and that organization, and even on that roster who aren't. 100% comfortable with things that happened today and it's going to take some sort of world-class media management for them to be able to spin this into something that is easily digestible for humanity and I don't see that it, you know yeah it's possible because all right fine he wasn't found guilty he wasn't even indicted but just if it were me, I, from a PR perspective and from a sort of, I ain't my fan base perspective, if I were front office, I wouldn't touch it. No. Especially if you're a team that's as close as the Browns have ever been to be, well, not ever been, but as close as the Browns have been recently to actually being relevant, like yeah. to being a decent team. And I know they're a quarterback away, and I know it must be frustrating to see Baker Mayfield not necessarily be the guy you wanted him to be. And... Coincidentally, it's worth mentioning we spent all week ridiculing Baker Mayfield for basically pouring his heart out. And, and I was one of those people, and I feel pretty bad about it. Um, but, like, I understand that's frustrating. And the Colts are in the same boat. And the Colts also, you know, put the feelers out for for um, uh, Deshaun Watson. But I think you're right. I think, um, I think, I think that it's, it's, it's from a team perspective it is a massive misstep like even if you're taking the human element out of it which which i don't ever want to do anyway but i think it's it is a massive misstep anyway and i think the amount of browns fans we're seeing now like move away from their team and we're talking about the browns fans here browns fans are the most dedicated fans that i know they have witnessed an owen 16 team and then followed that up with a, what a two and fourteen team the next season. Yeah, that's not how this is supposed to work in the NFL, and they just deal with it. Mm, and now, now they're move, potentially moving away from the team. I now like to welcome Phil into the chat as well. How are you, Phil? How's it going? Sorry, I thought I'd sent you the invite, and then obviously I hadn't. Sorry, Phil. That's um, right. I'm here. So we're already, we're already starting talking about Deshaun Watson. Um, then we're going to move on to happier things. Please. Just, just something, something yeah. you guys, something you guys, Dan and James, you just both touched on there. It's should be surprised 
but we're not because there's a massive, massive double standard in the NFL. Mm. There are players in the league who unequivocally, you know, what the Watson thing, you know, mm. is, he, is he guilty, is he innocent? But there are, there are other players in the league who have unequivocally done some repugnant stuff. And yeah. if you're a star player, you will get a second and a third and a fourth chance even sometimes. Whereas if Deshaun Watson was half as talented as he was, would teams have been clamoring to sign him? Probably not. I think this says a lot about society in general. And I won't go too deep into this because otherwise we're going to record a seven-hour podcast. But, I mean, the one thing that always comes to mind is the fact that there was a video of what Ray Rice did and how much of a difference that made to what we heard about similar situations that other people did. Um, And the fact that you, you, the name Ray Rice doesn't come up unless you're mentioning that particular thing anymore. Hmm. It's... It's, similar, it's a weird situation, but yeah. And the, just the re-race, sorry to keep butting in again, but the re-race thing, it was the NFL knew about that. They knew yeah. he had assaulted a, a woman, uh, but it was kind of, it wasn't a big deal until the video came out. It was more about the optics than mm. what he had done. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns obviously have previous with controversial signings like that with Kareem Hunt as well, mm. who's still on mm. the team. So, yeah. obviously that we're over. Yeah. Still on the team. Yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I think it's, it's maybe, maybe I'm 100% with you there. The Kareem Hunt was, was the Browns have, the Browns and the Chiefs who are linked still, I think, in terms of staffing, have, have made controversial moves when they picked up players in the past. Um, and a lot of the time it doesn't, you know, it, it's the idea that, that, that players have been rehabilitated, I suppose, and then that not necessarily proven. And, and the thing with Kareem Hunt, it was, think, it was one instance. I think but, that's yeah. a really interesting point you've touched on, actually, because the, 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 there's two types of, there's the, there, are, there are players who have made a very real point of kind of being very transparent about what they've done very transparent about what they're doing to, to atone for it. So a really good example of that actually is Joe Mixon. And, and there is a video to go with that. And the video is horrific. And, mm. you know, you watch the video and you are absolutely repelled by the behavior. It's disgusting. You know, he hits a woman. Mm. But then also it occurs to you, he's a kid when he does mm. it. He has been absolutely contrite about it. He doesn't deny it. He, he, he openly talks about it. He talks about the steps he's taken and the personal growth, and he he accepts full responsibility and accountability for what he has done and doesn't make excuses for himself. And I think that's evidence of somebody who, while you don't forgive the behaviour, you certainly admire the accountability they take and the steps they take to try to make reparations. Not that you ever really can. Mm. And then you have people who do these things, it goes away and it's never spoken of again and it sort of hangs over them like a shroud. Mm. And so I think one man's rehabilitation is another man's sweep it under the carpet. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm expecting too much of my damaged NFL players, you know? No, not at all. You're expecting them to not do the bare minimum in terms of treating other people with respect. Um, And that shouldn't be hard, but it, it does sometimes um does sometimes come out that way and you know we see players do some truly amazing things the fact that every team nominates a, a Walter Payton man of the year as well yeah. 
like says that, that that these players do go and do great things some of them do but you do get some that are just completely unaware of of just exactly what they're doing deshaun watson is cleveland brown for i mean the, the, the logistics of it three first round picks and multiple other picks on top of that as well he's set to earn 230 million dollars guaranteed of which his first year is only one million base, but I'm pretty certain he's getting some of his signing bonus as part of that as well. It's that is that is just bonkers uh, in terms of an actual contract as well. So mm. um, it's it, it reeks of them expecting a suspension as well and potentially a year long suspension. Um, mm. I, I I don't know. I I don't think there's a good good. Um, way around this but i will i will always listen to the people that are closer to this case that than i am and and i'll always read what they've got to say so yeah yeah um, if, that, if that happens if say if they expect the suspension coming you know, for a season that'd be two whole years without playing a snap there is that as well and then you're paying this guy just ridiculous amounts after two years of not playing, yeah, a quarterback as well, yeah. which is which is it's not like running back where you just got to stay physically fit and then know where the gap is. Basically, this is quarterback. It's, it's learning schemes and and, yeah. and keeping up with modern NFL trends as well, which Kevin Stefanski will no doubt do because he's he's an excellent um, offensive play caller. So, uh, shall we move on? Yes. Talk about happier things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, happier depending on what team you support, I suppose. But let's start. Let's move on to Devontae Adams moving to the Raiders. Um, huge contract again, $28.5 million. Um, first and a second round pick sent to the Green Bay Packers. It just completely blindsided me. I know there'd been talk of it, but I never thought it would happen. I thought once Aaron Rodgers had signed, I thought that was it. I thought he is now a Green Bay Packer. I mean, they offered him this amount, but they offered it after they'd offered him a franchise tag when his mate Aaron Rodgers had signed a massive contract, which I think plays into this somewhat. For me, how this has gone is a massive misstep by the Green Bay Packers in the sense that they should have just offered him a contract knowing that he was never going to sign a franchise tag mm-hmm. um, instead of freeing up the, the space after they'd offered the franchise tag. And I, I think I think that they, this is a misstep. And I, I, I think some people have said, well, he wants to go to the Raiders. So go, I think that's true. But I think he would have stayed with the Packers if they'd have offered him that contract first. That's where I'm at with it anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> the thing is, he, he knows his worth. He knows exactly yeah. what he's worth, which is a lot because he was the best wide receiver in the league last year. Hmm. Which is just like, well, I'm not going to play on a franchise tag because I can go and get that money. I can go get stupid money somewhere else yeah. and not sign that. He he has always said he wants DeAndre Hopkins money mm. all along. And whether he's he's owed DeAndre Hopkins money doesn't really matter. That's what he says. I think he, I think he is, is to be well. honest. I mean him and Nuke are basically the two best yeah. wide receivers in the league. It's you know, you flip a coin, you decide that one's the best that day. They're yeah. slightly different players, but they are utterly brilliant. I'm beginning to feel sorry for the Vikings and the Bengals who are now going to have to pay Jamar Chase and Patrick Peterson very similar money, though. Uh, Jamar Chase is a little bit down the road. I don't have to worry mm, about that right true. now. <laughs> yeah. 
I think, but still. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. The the right the if I was going to say the Vikings, the, the Packers' mistake was not paying Adams last year. Hmm. It's a it's a it's a fact, and GMs don't seem to ever learn this, or they think they can outsmart their. But the longer you wait to sign a player for the contract, the more pl- other players will sign contracts. The market will just go up and up hmm. and up, and you end up paying them more. If they had signed Adams last year, rather than waiting, franchising him. Annoying him by, you know, um, by placing the franchise tag on him to the point where he turned around and said, "Well, no, I'm not playing on the tag." So the mistakes were this, the mistakes were all made. Getting a first round pick and a second round pick back for a player who doesn't want to play for you is actually reasonably good business. Mm. And I think it was the only thing left for them to do after he turns down the franchise tag. And the, the, the mistakes were all the, the the how they've handled how it got to this point. What was where they made all the mistakes? Yeah, agreed. Completely agree. Anyone got anything to add to this? We all had a little chuckle when when we started mentioning it, but uh, <laughs> me, me more so than most. I, I was meant to go to bed. I, I, it got to midnight last night. I was I was going all right. I'm going to go to bed, and then I looked at my phone and went, "No, I'm not. I've got 400 jokes I need to say now." And like so, <laughs> it's, so I needed to sit there and then just reel them all off to the poor poor Packers fans that are now going through. I, I don't feel sorry for oh. them. They're okay. <laughs> The, the massive takeaway for me mm. is, um, well, there's, there's two actually. Um, mm. AFC West corners are going to have a miserable life <laughs> um, week in, week out. Them and um, offensive linemen, yeah. Them and offensive linemen, yeah. it's going to be a week of misery for every divisional game. They're just literally going to have PTSD every other, other game. Um, but my big takeaway is how this, this affects the Packers because mm. you now look at the receiver room and it's... You know, Aaron Rodgers has had his favourite toy mm. removed and um, he now has to decide who his favourite toy is. And the selection of toys he had is actually even worse than it would have been had this happened a few weeks ago. Yeah. So what needs to happen now is that this is possibly going to be the most difficult season of Aaron Rodgers' recent career because he now has to establish relationships with wide receivers because he's going to have to replace the production of one guy who was 120 153 targets mm. last year you know you, you don't just replace that you can't just draft a guy that does that for the most part normally um, although the last two years teams clearly have mm. um, but that's like the exception to the rule yeah. and i think they're going to have to find a, a slightly different way to operate that offense unless they really luck out with a draft pick the chances of that this year there's a lot of great wide receivers but like i don't see one single one of them being that person no no that's that's um there's been 31 players drafted in the first two rounds over the last three 31 wide receivers there's obviously been more than 31 yeah. players drafted <laughs> in the first two rounds um what would hope yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that are still in the league. No, um, the, in the in last <laughs> last three seasons, and and you you it's you're you're getting rid of guaranteed yards for mm. potential yards, which is my biggest issue. Now, Devontae Adams probably isn't worth twenty eight million, but but then then no one is, and that's going to be the going rate going forward. You can guarantee Jamar Chase is going to earn more than twenty eight million. You can guarantee uh, not Patrick Peterson, Justin Jefferson is going to win more than twenty eight million. It, it's it's just the way these things go. Basically, the DeAndre Hopkins contract just obliterated the wide receiver market. Now, 
because there is a wide receiver that's better than DeAndre Hopkins out there that wants to earn more than him. Right. But the value of a wide receiver is actually, and, and it sounds obvious to say this, and it's factual truth, it's completely relative to the offense they're in. So mm. the value of Devontae Adams is probably close to the contract he got because yeah. when you think about it, he, he is he is about 60-70% of the passing offense. Whereas he goes to the Raiders, they do have pieces. They have mm. a, a they have two players that are capable of accumulating more than a hundred targets per season and being productive. So it's not like he's the only person. You know, you've got Darren Waller, who is as dynamic a tight end as there is in the league. You've got Hunter Renfro, who, with the exception of maybe two or three other players, is one of the slickest, smoothest route runners versus man coverage I've seen in a very long time. And it's kind of, you know, (laughs) the relative value is that actually he should be worth that much money to Mm. Green Bay. He should be worth that to Green Bay because without him, their offense kind of is rudderless. I just look at it like this. They are not... Not a better team than they were last year. Nope. Nope. And and this is their Super Bowl window. Because if this isn't their Super Bowl window, they are screwed from 2024 onwards. Um <laughs> the caps projected to go up to 250 million next year and they're oh no, it's the Saints. I was looking at the Saints are already 14 million over it, not Green Bay. That's crazy, isn't it though? It's just <laughs> Utterly bonkers. Yeah. Hang on. I think I've still got my cap numbers written down from the other day. <laughs> How much for the Packers over? But they, they got under and then Devontae Adams left and now they are significantly under the cap because because they got under the cap to make room for Devontae Adams and then he obviously didn't sign his franchise tag and they traded him. So they are significantly they were, under the cap. They were exactly 28.9 over. Yeah. Which is basically what he's earning. It's a, it's they were a, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams. Yeah. Over. Yeah. So there we go. Devontae Adams now, and uh, not an Oakland Raider at all, a Las Vegas Raider. Anyone got anything else to add to that? Anyone happy about yep. that? Sad? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. It's good yeah. for the Raiders. <laughs> You're not wrong there. Uh, they also signed Chandler, Chandler Jones as well, which I think is a really good signing as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, opposite um, uh, Max Crosby. Um, and meant that they sent Yannick Ngakwe to the Indianapolis Colts, who has followed Gus Bradley everywhere, from what I understand. So congratulations. He's been on like three teams with Gus Bradley, and he's been on five teams in three years, I think, or something ridiculous like that. I reckon it's a record that he's been on more teams than, more traded to more teams than any other player has in in like space of like three years or something. So that, that right there is interesting, isn't it? Because because it, it either tells you that that he is like difficult, or mm. you know, uh, or or that Gus Bradley is just the only guy that can manage him. Yeah, I think he's very specific. If that makes the, any sense, coaches sometimes just have a guy they like. Yeah, that just ends up on every team that they end up. You know, you see it occasionally in other. In, English football, mm. where you'll see like Peter Crouch ended up on every Harry Redknapp team. <laughs> yeah, every team that Harry managed had yeah. Peter Crouch on it at some point. You know, you, you see it in a lot of sports. Coaches occasionally just cling to a certain player and like, go and get that guy. He'll be available. Go and get that guy. I got um, a, a, a story about Peter Crouch that someone told me you used to work with. She was in a in a nightclub. He was chatting her up apparently. He said, can I buy you a drink? And then realised he'd left his wallet at home. So she had to buy him a drink, apparently. Which <laughs> um, just made me giggle. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> my, one of my, my favourite ever celebrity quote comes from yeah. Peter Crouch. It was like, 
he was on a show and Ryan's nodding his head. He was on a show sometime and someone asked him, What would you be if you weren't a footballer? And he said, A virgin. <laughs> so glad you said that. That was going to be my part. <laughs> I love that quote. Uh, okay, moving on. Self awareness. That's what uh, that is. More sad news. Alan Robinson. Well, no, it's not sad news. I'm happy for Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson finally has a decent quarterback to throw in the ball, which is nice. Yes. He's gonna he's gonna be catching the ball. Ah, oh, that hurt. Ah, oh. ah, oh, what, what on earth is it meant to do that? You placed it like, like, like within my arms' reach. Is that normal? I didn't have to throw myself in front of defensive backs to try and catch that ball. I'm not sure yeah, that's how it's meant to happen. He won't necessarily have his hands ready half the time. He'll throw his back. He'll hit him in the back of the head because he won't yeah. be expecting it. So, exactly. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Bless We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon Ryan good fit for the Rams um, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just guessing what that means for um, Odell Beckham yeah obviously he's probably not due back till October November time there, there is thoughts that he might end up on the Packers now and as you say he's not due back till like November time anyway yeah. but, but one potential PR move could be to reunite him with Jarvis Landry um, and put them on the same team together. Both are available at the moment, so I don't don't necessarily hate that. So, but yeah, rose tinted romance of that thought is often um, mm. more enticing than the reality of it. You can guarantee this will be the end of their friendship. Like any time anything like this happens, it never ends well. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, other big move then. This. Um, this yeah. I was going to say, I think I saw one just before I came on, which was Juju has gone to the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I saw it's, that. I, mean, I, I quite like it. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's a good fit. fit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's the one receiver profile they don't have. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, a, a big guy in the slot. It's, it's very interesting that, that he's, Andy Reid is now collecting um, <laughs> such a broad palette of. Um, talented receivers mm. um what what a difference five years makes i mean we're, five, we're probably five seasons removed from them having no receivers catch any touchdowns at all in a season oh i remember that yeah that that, that season now you know five six years later here we are and he's literally got you know it's like Dayville's 32 flavors um for those of you who <laughs> remember that ice cream parlor from the 80s <laughs> there we are I think the, the the modern equivalent or the American equivalent at least is Baskin Robbins, isn't it? So exactly, yeah. But it's great for Juju, I think, because had he stayed with the Steelers, he might have um, he might have gotten lost in the shuffle a little. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, Steelers Steelers have a few good young pieces at receiver. It's time yeah. to build around them, and maybe mm. yeah. yeah, you got. Johnson, you've got Claypool. Yeah. Yeah. Genuine starting quarterback throwing the ball now as well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we talk about Juju like he's old. He's only just turned 25. Has he really? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like 20 when he got drafted. He was drafted like 20. He, he's like, he's like Brandon Cooks. You look at how old Brandon Cooks is, and Brandon Cooks is like barely 30. And he's been yeah. around since, I don't know, the Reformation. He's another one that's been on. He's, been, he's another one that's been on. Uh, on 32 different teams as well so he's yeah yeah he's um, yeah. The, the the juju thing that shows you the danger of believing 
numbers when they're first very first tweeted out. So it was like one mm. year, ten million dollars. Mm. Well, it's three million dollars with um, seven million in incentives or something like that. So yeah, yeah. Good. good move though. I, I like it for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Like Chiefs yeah, kind of move. Oh, yeah, it's smart. Yeah, I would imagine they were just priced out of the market for Alan Robinson. Would be my guess. Um, because I think that would have been a good fit as well. But uh, um, Von Miller going that's to the a, Buffalo Bills. That's an eye-watering amount of money. <laughs> it is. It's. I mean, I mean he's really good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I think amazing. it's only it's fifty-one million guaranteed, which is still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but it's not one hundred twenty million dollars at least. Um, I think he's on like fifteen million a year for six years, and I think three of those years are guaranteed basically so it's not as much as it looks because he's probably not going to be be a pass rusher to the age of 39 um (laughs) which is probably works out well but i think i think if you're the bills who are now looking at teams going whoa whoa, whoa, afc got busy didn't it (laughs) let's uh we need to now uh need to now get better at this so uh yeah we're going to bring in von miller and uh, they've made a couple of other moves as well. Probably need to pick up another cornerback. And then other than that, I think the sound as well. I mean, this is the thing with the Bills is they had such a strong all-round squad anyway mm. that adding a piece like that, when they've got a little bit of cap room to play with, is really smart. It makes, you know, this is your Super Bowl window. Do what the Rams did and mm. add those big pieces. Yeah. Definitely. I would, I would agree with that. I just think 32 years old, I think it's effectively a three-year contract. Yeah. But even then, rushers can decline so fast mm-hmm. to commit that amount of money, even over the three years. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it would be me. I think he's, a, like the Rams did last year, like Phil said, he's a bit you add if you, if you want that final push. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy you give three years and all that guaranteed money to. As, as good as he is, they can decline fast, so it, it it wouldn't be me, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I it's, think... it's also weird because he's not the sort of profile of edge rusher that tends to last into the thirties. You know, the guys with explosion and bend tend to be the guys that fall off a cliff in their early thirties, whereas it's normally the power rushers with the, the powerful hands and who are solid stout run defenders who are sort of tend to be the ones that extend their career a little bit longer, but, but it's, it's actually strange that he has actually stayed as effective as he has into his thirties. It's a testament to him. And I think, you know, you take a chance. Uh, pass rush was the one thing that they really, really needed to work on for me. Mm-hmm. And they just decided to really, really address it. Yeah. Buffalo as well is called Old Man Bones in Buffalo in New England. <laughs> good match. Particularly happy about seeing him going to the Bills, seeing his we're down to just three able-bodied offensive linemen. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know what's going on with the Patriots right wait. now. Like, I mean, are we at a point where someone needs to stop Bill Belichick from making personnel moves? Oh, it. Spending nearly forty million on Titans last year was mm. so he couldn't afford to pay for his mm. high-performing guards. You know, yeah, it's 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 weird. It's not. I don't know. It's a very unbuilt thing to do, which makes me wonder if he hasn't been kidnapped to replace with a ringer. I don't know. Um, yeah. But for him to have this much uncertainty in the trenches is a very unbuilt thing. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. It's it's weird. I, I sort from one point of view, I sort of get it because obviously last last year we had all the cap room, not many other teams did. Mm. So we went out and got these pieces who I mean Hunter Henry was Hunter Henry was very good. Kendrick Bourne was very good. Aguilar and Jonathan Smith have just been underwhelming at best. Mm. So it's a case of we've invested this money in them. You know, we'll try and find ways to use them better and get them more involved this year. And if that pans out, then the cap goes up again next year and we can attack again mm. next yeah. year. And this year is almost a we just get by with what we've got. Um, but yeah, as I said, it's so it's in the trenches, the line back, the linebackers and the offensive line, we've lost quite a bit of talent, and it's not easy to see where that's going to come from. Uh, replacing it and we're taking a punt on drafting at those positions probably yeah yeah, I think you're probably right and if that doesn't work out then it, it's not that being said unless they're in like the Terran Armstead like sweepstakes or the Lyle Collins sweepstakes as well Lyle Collins got released as well since the last podcast so yeah the rumours about Lyle Collins whereas we were obviously interested in him but whoever he goes to if, if, if the Cowboys were going to find a trade partner for him he wanted a new contract mm. so they just so obviously they ended up just having to release him. So now he's going to get paid uh, as a free agent, and I think we're totally priced out of that now. <clears throat> Wasn't he likely to go to the Bengals? Were the Bengals going in for him? Did I see that? They were going to have yeah. him for a visit, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean, that makes sense because they want to improve on the offensive line. So, yeah, I mean, they've already done a really good job of that. Like to be fair, yeah. as well, Ted Carr as Alex yeah. Kappa, and then if they add. Lyle Collins, it shows that they are all in on that. So, I'd be surprised that it only took a fifth to get Shaq Mason from the Patriots. Crazy. So I'm thinking when the Bucks are now a, an all-line hungry team where they've lost Kappa, Ali Marpets, retired, you think you'd be able to maybe see if you can get a little bit more or see other moves. But for, for a starting guard, there still has two years left in his contract at reasonable money. Didn't really get that one. It was just about cap room. That was that freed up money yeah. for us, and that was why we had to let him, we let him go so cheaply. Mm-hmm. It was it was purely he was a I think a cap casualty. I'm very disappointed to see him go, considering yeah. we've lost other pieces on the offensive line. Yeah, he, he didn't. He maybe he wasn't a he wasn't a full time starter, but he was very very capable and 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 holding it down there and played a lot of snaps. This one's just in. James Washington is signing with the Cowboys. Hmm, there we go. Quite like that for the Cowboys, at least. It's not they? bad. Yeah, they need to yeah. definitely think they need a receiver. Hmm. Yeah, because they got rid of Cooper, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. Cedric and Wilson Gallup. as well. Cedric, Cedric Wilson. No, they, Gallup resigned. Oh, Gallup, Gallup resigned. He did, yeah. 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 Um, anyone else we want to talk about, or is that about it? I, like I think we covered most of them in the last pod. Not that anyone's act- anyone here has actually heard the last pod to 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 say who we covered or who we didn't. But I think I think we are now up to date with 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 all the the major moves at least. Anyway, so if there's just any- one, yeah. just just one, and Marcus Williams to the Ravens. I love that. Yeah, me too. Well, I don't love it, but I, I, for the Ravens, I love it. <laughs> I think it's a good move. It, it makes sense for them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I really like that. The um. The Bucks signed Logan Ryan on the year deal. I like so, that as well. Yeah, it was just so we lost Whitehead, so we needed a bit more 
depth and maybe a bit more experience in the defensive um, back position. So quite like that one. Love the Russell Gage signing as well. Mm, so they are. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's a really solid signing for the Bucks. 10 million uh, though. I, I didn't expect it to be as much as that, especially no. with issues, but yeah. I've watched him, I've liked him, so as a, as a third wide receiver, he, he was Atlanta's number one pretty much. Yeah. So now, now he's in. So, yeah, I like it. Good fit. Yeah. He's a... Uh, Probably a more reliable target than than the the players that Tom Brady was having issues with last year, anyway. So, but, yeah, Tyler um, Johnson's been a big disappointment. I feel hmm. like there's, he's made some important catches for us, but I just don't know if he has the trust. And he's got a couple of bad drops. What we've hmm. paid him in as well. When we've got Cyril Grayson that came onto a game near the end of last year, so we are a bit loaded back there. Um, yeah. I mean, not going to complain. So. <laughs> yeah, I think the Bucks are going to be all right. They're caught back, from what I understand, reasonable. So you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. In a, in a in a weak NFC, the weakest NFC I've seen in a long time as well. So so I think it is. I, think, I genuinely think it's at the moment between three teams, three or four teams, maybe. But yeah, AFC getting such good teams, but in the end, it's going to be the Rams or the Bucks that win the Super So I, mean, uh, I really, yeah. I really, really liked. The Russell Gage acquisition actually, mm. because like in from like week eight onwards, he was very very good. Yeah, and it was just like yeah okay, so he can play and he is probably a wide receiver three for most teams. So yeah, I like I like the acquisition. I like it a lot. And I mean the Sean Watson trade has just left just absolute some teams in absolute tatters. Like the Panthers, I don't know what they're going to do. The the Falcons, Matt Ryan's now not happy, um, and obviously there there are teams floating about, and I think they're all going to end up quarterbacks. We're not going to do another podcast, by the way, until until Tuesday. If if anything moves around, we'll talk about it on Tuesday. Uh, no doubt we've got uh, to got Baker and, and and a load of other ones, but uh, but yeah, let's uh, let, let's let's wrap this up then, shall we, guys? Um, so uh, Tim Brown asks, are the AFC West drunk? On drugs or both? Yes, is the answer to that yes. question. All I think of the drugs. All yes, at one it is the most bonkers division I've ever seen. Someone described it as the SEC of of the NFL, which I think is a perfect description, and it is absolutely crazy. So yeah, yeah, it's just they're hoarding all the talent. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to um, play each other twice as well, so there's going to be a whole bunch of great games for us. Yeah, yeah. And they're all going to finish eight and eight. Eight and nine, sorry. Nine <laughs> right, nine. yeah. And while the, while the Bengals and uh, the Bills just stride into the playoffs, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, is this the most peak Browns thing the Browns have ever done? I'm not going to answer that one. Um, not quite, because they went own 16 one time. Browns. Yeah, that's peak Browns. Uh, yep. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Deshaun Watson questions, and honestly, I think we've all answered about as much as we we can ever talk about Deshaun Watson on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, mm. leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Let me put it that way. But yeah, um, I think that's about it. So I'm going to go round. Aldo, if people want to contact you, where can they get hold of you? At Aldo W eighty three on Twitter, and come join the Discord. You'll find us all in there. Love it. Ryan, people want to contact you? Where the Discord. Yeah, Discord. That's Just the Discord. Can get me. 
<laughs> it's a lot of fun. We're having we're having a lot of conversations about uh, free agents at the moment. So yeah, come join the Discord. Phil, uh, Knuckles Heavy Seven on Twitter or yeah, Discord yeah. with everybody else. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and James, um, come join the Discord. You there can you find me on Twitter yeah. as well. I'm, yeah, cool. but um, the Discord is, is 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 where I spend most of my life. Um, and and rightly so, it's a great place to be. It's a lot of fun. It's very enjoyable. It's an enjoyable so experience. Fun. And and don't it's be afraid. Like, don't be afraid to come have a chat with us. We, we enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, and and someone's on it twenty four hours a day. Pretty that's, much, Bass actually Bass. is on it twenty four yeah. hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's Bass. He's, he's on it twenty four hours a day. Uh, if you want to contact yeah, yeah. the gents, it's just at Gridiron Gents on Twitter, as, or you can email us hello chaps at gridirongentlemen.com. Uh, and as we've all previously mentioned, uh, come join the Discord. It's it's just the pinned tweet on our Twitter. Um, and it's a lot of fun. If you are daunted by it, I think some people were saying they didn't really understand it. it. It's really simple and we'll help you. We'll we'll all help you out. We will welcome you in. Um, it's like stumbling into a massive front room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's beers on the table. Sometimes. Yeah. Not not it's a metaphor, it's a metaphorical then. table, yeah. A metaphorical table with metaphorical beer on it. Yeah. No, it yeah. happened in real life. Happened in real life. <laughs> yeah, it did. That's true. Yeah. I remember there being beer. <laughs> this is true, I don't yeah. remember a lot after the beer. Yeah, this is true. This is this is a uh, Ryan and um, Phil reuniting after uh, allegedly Ryan tried to kill Phil. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I was fine. <laughs> of course you were fine you're Scottish you've got to give a whiskey and a sippy cup when you were two <laughs> we're going to go now we're back Tuesday James we're talking draft on Tuesday you ready um, about Tuesday yeah I'm working till 11 okay well we'll work something out then <laughs> uh, <so> we... <laughs> right. um, so if you do draft you, um, you'll have to do it without me for the first time ever uh, we might just do a different day because we had wide receivers planned and don't want to do that with yeah. you yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll work something out then. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, do a different yeah. exit. Cool. Sorry, I, I've been asking if I can get. <laughs> yeah, let's Tuesday. do the draft pod without the draft guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'll work. <laughs> well, well, Josh is also the draft guy. Yeah, yeah he just talks that about LSU. LSU. It's totally LSU. That's all. Yeah, I also, I also acknowledge that Bama exists. There you go. Yeah, Josh doesn't. I'm the guy that watches old VHS tapes of Saban giving clinics on, you know, split field coverages. I'm that weirdo. This is true anyway we will be back on tuesday with a podcast uh well we'll record it some point next week it'll probably be out on friday anyway so uh thank you for listening everyone thank you for listening to our bonus podcast thank you for joining us everyone involved see you in a few days and goodbye why are we waving why are we waving Ah, waving because you know it's fun (laughs)